It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get said, Prophet Prince Ohini Queen is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my So last week we started studying the word of God and we started looking at the theme of the month which is kingdom loyalty amen this morning I'll be teaching on the topic the wisdom in faithful service begin to pray father grant me grace to be faithful in kingdom service where you have called me to work where you have called me to function where you have called me to labor grant me the grace to serve faithfully in the name of Jesus grant me the grace to serve faithfully grant me the grace to serve faithfully in Jesus name amen Matthew chapter 24 verse 45 to 51 I'll repeat this again uh, so yesterday we were here some of us were here earlier before Facebook live and then And then uh, we received an important guest here. It was a blessing. Amen. But before the guest were one or two things, I actually spoken to people to make sure it was done. The rubbish outside there had been there for a couple of weeks. I had seen it. I thought somebody would be wise enough to take care of it. And even yesterday, when I spoke about it, it was still there. Till suddenly, whichever guest came to visit us, as a leader and a pastor, I feel very terrible about that. I take responsibility for that and because of that I am going to replace some people with some people Jennifer come henceforth you are no longer the head of the ushering department Frankie come You are now the head of the Ashing Department. Can we clap for Frankie? Amen. Any and every work that you were doing, write it down and send it to Frankie. 
do it before this morning's service is over. You will never have the opportunity to be heard again. Edmond, come. Bernard, Nanama, come. So, usually in my absence, I would ask Bernard and Nanama to make sure everything is done. For your failure to do that, you are no longer responsible for that. In my absence, Edmond will take over everything. Clap for Edmond. Go ahead and sit down. So, Edmond, come. Stand here. So, when I'm not around, every instruction structure will go through this man. Are we clear? Thank you. Matthew 25. Matthew 24, sorry. Verse 45 to the end. Yesterday I was here when Prophet Vincent Bannerman, the associate pastor of my father in the ministry, Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Nation, entered here surprisingly. I mean, he spoke about how beautiful and organized we were. He did not speak about the rubbish, but I saw it. And I spoke about it before he came. Bernard, do you remember? All right. So, let's work. Matthew 24, 45 to 51. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. Very, I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goose. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delays his coming, and shall begin to smite or beat his fellow servant, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looks not for him and in an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Amen. Last week, I established from the word of God how faithfulness is an attitude of every Christian. You remember Galatians 5.22. By the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control, meekness, and faithfulness. So being faithful is part of the characteristics of a Christian. What it means is that if you are a genuine Christian, you will be genuinely loyal to the things of God. You will naturally be committed to the things of God. And if you are a non-believer, you will naturally be committed to the things of Satan. It's like that. So every Christian, in fact, is somebody, a genuine Christian, somebody who is committed to the things of God. Now today I'm going to establish the connection between wisdom and faithful service. Amen. Verse 45. 
Who then is a faithful and wise servant? So you see that being faithful is a sign of wisdom. If you are unfaithful, it's a sign that you are foolish. Most people act as though there is no account to give. And they act as though there is no judgment at the end of the day. And they act as though there is no reward at the end of the day. But when you are faithful, you understand that everything you are doing today will be taken in account for tomorrow. If you are working at a place and you decide that you will not be committed where you are, chances are that you will be taken away from where you are. Because as a result of your unfaithfulness, you will be delaying everything that must be done. Yeah. And so when you see somebody who is committed, faithful, loyal, constant, true-hearted, and the person is unswerving, unwavering, that person is usually wise. He's wise because he understands that it will only take faithfulness for that work to be done. And number two, he's wise because he knows that by his faithfulness, he'll be promoted. Nobody ever promotes an unfaithful servant. Impossible to promote somebody who is unfaithful. It is impossible to promote somebody who is not committed. It is impossible. That's why some of you, the highest privilege you had to work with me, we will never have it again because I'm going to make sure that you are pushed very far from working with me. Very, very far. Very far. It will not happen again. Because I realize that so many people think that cake and bread are the same thing. They think that the difference between cake and bread is sugar. As if sugar bread is the same as cake. But there is difference between sugar bread and cake. And the difference between bread and cake is not sugar. So, so many people act as though they are not wise at all when they have to do something for God. When you see people like that who are unfaithful, they don't understand that it's a sign that they are not wise. You are in a kingdom and you are not committed to the king of the kingdom. Are you wise? You are in a kingdom. You are not committed to the things of the king of the kingdom. Are you wise? Is there a demonstration of wisdom? If you are in your father's house, you are living with your father. Your father asks you for water, you don't give him. Your father wants to bath, you don't serve him. He wants food, you don't serve him. He wants everything, you don't give him. Are you, are you a wise son? Bible said the wise son honored his father. Anytime you see a son who is wise, he will be having the burden to honor his father to commit to his father that's the sign that you are wise so jesus said when a man is faithful he's a man who is wise and i pray for you that you shall be a wise servant in the name of jesus being a wise servant just means be faithful be committed that's the proof of wisdom the proof of your wisdom is your ability to stay steady with what is being done and some of you, the only time you come to church is on Sunday morning. Some of you have already questioned you. There are others I have warned you and you will see my next line of action. Because me as a man of God, I'm a very fiery man. Powerful. And uh, this is the coolest you can have in all my life. Anytime you find yourself working as a faithful person, you are making a long time investment in where you are working. You are saying that, ah, by my work, I know I will receive 
promotion. I know I'll receive recognition. I know I'll receive acceptance. I know that if I become committed, things will turn out good for me here. Now, if you are also not committed, you are, I mean, the Bible has said, Jesus said, when the person is faithful, he's a wise servant. That's why one of the easiest ways to know that somebody wants to leave a ministry is how, how much the person's commitment will reduce. Commitment to church meetings, commitment to financial uh, activities. If the person used to give 20 CD, 50 CD as offered, the person will drop to 5 CD. These are all signs that I'm, 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 I'm waning down my commitment. And those signs are signs that I am becoming unfaithful. Some people may genuinely not have the money. Or there may be a reason why there will be that thing. But there are others. I am mature enough. I've done this church ministry enough. I've been in ministry for many years. I've been around doing the things of God for many years. And so I know what I'm saying. For more than 10 years, I've been doing what I'm doing. So at least I have some experience in it. The moment you see people dropping their commitment, it's a statement they are making to you. It's like in marriage. The moment you find out your husband or your wife is not eating from the house, she's eating from somewhere. Because man must eat. Is it not true? So where is she eating from? Or where is he eating from? That's the question. So when you see a reduction of commitment here, it is a sign that something is going down in the mind of that person. And if you are smart enough, you must see it. That's why last week I said, if you are a business owner and you want to see who is with you, find out who is close and who is committed. It's simple. Yeah. Whoever is far and is not committed, it's already sending you a signal. Except that maybe you are not too fast to catch it. That's why Jesus said, when you see a servant who is faithful, he is a servant who is wise. Because he understands that every seed he sowing, he will reap it. Every seed he's sowing, he understands he will reap it. So he wants to sow good seed so that he will reap good harvest. That's the proof of wisdom. Wisdom is your ability to relate with different things and know the outcomes of them in the future. So when you are wise and you go to school, you know that if I study, I will pass. If I focus on my book, I'll pass. But if you are foolish, you say, it doesn't matter, I will still pass. Then you see at the end of the day, because you did not study, because you didn't see the connection between studying and passing, you failed. So wisdom gives you the ability to see ahead what to do today that will guarantee the success you are looking out for. So when you are working for God and you want to see success in your life, take the decisions that you must take today to be committed. That's the only way you have the harvest. Without commitment today, there is no harvest tomorrow. That's why if you are faithful, you are wise. You see ahead. You think ahead. You act ahead. And if you are unfaithful, you are stupid. because You are foolish. Because you are wasting every opportunity to build a nice future by your unfaithfulness. Receive wisdom in the name of Jesus. Whom his Lord has made ruler over his household. So remember that in the, in the service of God or in what I call the faithful service, you are always going to be given a responsibility to take care of something. Service means take care of something. There are so many people they can't take care of anything. The typical African, when you give him anything to take care of, by the time you come, Instead of you, even if you cannot improve it, maintain it, it will deteriorate. It will reduce in value. Everything will be coming down. The typical African does not have 
proper maintenance culture. But when you are given a responsibility, it means you are going to take care of something. Remember in the Garden of Eden, the first instruction the Lord, our God gave to Adam and Eve. He said, this is the garden. Keep it. Till it. What is that? Responsibility. Take care of it. If you cannot take care of it, you will lose it. What happened to Adam and Eve in the garden? They lost it because Adam could not take care of the garden. The serpent, the snake, was one of the animals in the garden that Adam had authority over. He could not take care of that animal. That animal sucked them out of the garden. So, when you are a faithful person, you recognize that there is something I have to take care of. That's why you cannot be committed to something and you don't care about how the place looks. You cannot come to church and claim you are committed and you come, somebody sweeping, you come and sit down and you cross your legs. You are unfaithful, you are disloyal, you are, you are not committed, you are not trustworthy. You can never go to a place where you want to see that place developing and go and sit down and sit aloof when things are not working. If you are committed, you will do something. You will not even be told. Recently, was it a Wednesday service? I think so. Um, um, when um, Eric was coming to teach us forex trading. So, there was this gentleman, young man who came. Jason, he's been coming around. So, I think we are trying to clean the place or something. And he wanted to help. And I said, no, no. I have not asked you to help. Please sit down. Yeah. But he demonstrated that even though here is not his church, he attends Accra Ridge Church. One of the very blessed churches in Ghana. Even though that place is his church, here is not his church. When he came and the guys were doing something, he decided to join. To show his commitment. But you, here is your church. You don't lift anything. You don't touch anything. And you don't care about anything. Forgive. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Whom his Lord has made ruler. So anytime you are given a role, understand that there is a master who gave you that assignment. If you forget that there is somebody who gave you that assignment, you will think that you are the boss and you are in charge. You are not in charge. Somebody assigned you. Anytime you are appoint, appointed to do something, put it in your mind that you have been assigned. Now, right now, what I did and what I said, Edmund and Frankie must understand that, hey, it's a dangerous thing. Because if I, if I can put Bernard out of something, then it's a dangerous thing. I don't have any son like Bernard. Not in the world. I don't have any son like Bernard. But if I can make a decision and say, Bernard, now don't do this. It's a dangerous thing. And Edmund should be afraid. Yes. But maybe Bernard forgot that he was put in there for a reason. And he had, maybe he also forgot there was somebody who appointed him to do that. The preaching is not about Bernard, so let me focus. Forgive. Who appointed you to do what? Put it in your mind. Small church, we are not even 100 years, but you can't have people you can trust to do anything. You cannot have Small church, we are not 100 yet. We are just over one year. You can't have people you can trust. They can't trust you that you will come to church. 
And they can't trust you that you will come early. And they can't trust you that when you come, your mood will be okay. And they can't trust you that when you come, you will wait for us to close and you will flow people. We, they can't trust you on any level. Your thermostat has broken. Hey. So put it in your mind that anytime you are given a role, there's somebody who gave you that role. Now, Emmanuel, the one taking the pictures, I gave him an assignment. I said, Master, anytime we are done with service, send me the pictures within 24 hours. Then I saw that they, he was fooling with that thing. I said, hey. I sent him a message that I want done. I said, hey, Master, never send me pictures again. I put you there. Listen, if you don't grow in your faithfulness and you don't grow in your commitment, we cannot be using your history to judge you. You have to grow. That's why today is a new day. That's why today is not yesterday. That's why you ate yesterday and you are ready to eat today. We cannot look at you and say, as for you, last year, you were okay. Is, are we in last year? No, we are not in last year. So we cannot be saying last year things. We are in a new year. Are we always going to go back? And why can't you be trusted for the future? Ish. Listen up. Jesus said, when the servant is wise and faithful, he will acknowledge that there is a Lord. See you. That wise and faithful servant whom his Lord has made him ruler over what? His household. One of the things people forget is that when they are given a position, somebody gave it to them. They forget. When they are given, as for here, I don't even give position. I just give rules and functions. When somebody tells you do this, they easily forget that they have been assigned that role by somebody else. Now you that they have given you a role and the one who gave you the role, who is really in charge? The one who gave you the role. Yes. So why are you behaving that because you are given a role it's as if you, are, you, are, you can do what you like. You can do what you like. You cannot do what you like. In this world you cannot do what you like. You do what the rule says you must do. People trying to do what they like is why they are in Insawom. If you don't want to go by the rules the, the regulations, the system you will never be comfortable in the world. Because in every society you find yourself there are rules. Even in the jungle. Even in the jungle. So what am I saying this morning? Look at the verse. The faithful servant knows that there is somebody who made him ruler. And now this is the, this is the purpose of the assignment. To give the others meat in due season. You, 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 there is something you must take care of. And when you give meat to somebody, what are you doing? You are, you are caring for the person and you are watching for the growth of the person. When you see people who are unfaithful, they don't care about the thing and they are not looking out for the growth of the thing. They don't have anything to do with caring for the thing, nor the growth of it. So if you are working and you have 10 people and 7 of them are unfaithful, they don't care about how the work is going. They don't care, and number 2, whether it's growing or not, it's not their business. But when you have people who are faithful, they are thinking and they are caring because they have been put in charge to feed. And apart from feeding, they have to also watch whether as I'm feeding this thing, it is growing. Ask yourself, 
what have you been given to do? And how are you caring for it? And how can you measure the growth of it? Most people think that when you come to church, you should come and sit down and, I mean, relax, come and hear a word, uh, encourage yourself and go for next week. In the house of God, you are expected to work. You are expected to serve. You are expected to do something. That's why I keep looking at people when we close it and they are leaving. I ask myself, so these people who are just leaving, are they saying there is nothing here to do? You cannot just come to church and we close it. You say you have gone home. Are you church owner? Church owner is Christ. When you care about something, you always go extra mile for that thing. Is that too much? When a servant is faithful, another thing you will see is that he cares about how others will be satisfied. Very important. Unfaithful people, disloyal people, people who don't have any commitment or dedication do not care about others. They are selfish people. Very selfish. And when you hear reasons why people are behaving some way in church, you see that it's always about them. I keep asking that. This church, as a young church, God has blessed us with the grace and the spirit of entrepreneurship. There are many people who are doing businesses who are starting others and all that. All those people who are thinking about business and starting and expanding, ask yourself that. Have you ever come to me to say that, Papa, I am, I'm thinking about how the church will, will grow. I think if we do this and that and that, it will grow. Why is it that anytime you are coming to me about something you are thinking, it's about your business. You are a selfish person. That's all. All the prayers, all the talking, and all your worry is about you. Yes. I've never seen somebody come to me with the face down and I say, why? You say, Papa, I thought by now we'll be 100. That's not it. When your face is down, why? My mother is sick. Why? My father is sick. Why? My bills. Why? It's always, you see, selfish people. That's what we read in Hagar chapter 1. Is it time for you to build your sealed houses when the house of the Lord lies in waste? Hmm. And when you are wise, you will take the decision to be faithful and committed now because you know it will provoke the future you want to see tomorrow when you are wise. If you are not wise, uh, this message, cry, you don't even understand. Thank you. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, verse 46, shall find him so doing. <laughs> Listen to our master Jesus. He said, when you have a servant who is faithful and wise, another thing is that he is a servant who will be blessed. Have you ever seen an unfaithful person, somebody who is never dedicated, blessed before? It will never happen. Yeah. The struggles people have in their life continuously, there is something they are doing that is making it go like that. Matthew 6, Jesus said, when you seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, all other things, including what you are looking for, shall be added unto you. The word of God is true. So when you see some things are not added and you see your life subtracted, it is a sign that you are really, really not committed to the kingdom, nor his righteousness. As simple as that. 
The word of God is true. The scriptures cannot be broken. That's why people suffer with all kinds of problems. The reason why somebody may not have the opportunity to see some changes in his life. Maybe, so Father, I want, I'm praying about a man. I want God to bring me a man. Is that you have never brought men to church. As you have never brought men to church, why should God give you a man? Anything, I keep saying that, anything you are asking God for, in a certain way, be somebody who has sown a seed, not just a financial seed, but you have sown a seed by doing something similar about it. Many months ago, the Lord told me, listen, you are praying about a car. I said, you, I mean, you are praying, you are, you are believing that I will give you a car. I said, yes, Lord, it's on my heart for the ministry. The Lord said, make sure you take somebody's bills concerning his car. Take all the bills concerning his car. When you take all the bills concerning his car, yeah, then we will talk about it. There is nothing that God will give you that will not have a history or a record of something you have done. You'll see the lives of people who are blessed. you always trace it to some commitment and dedication in that area. Many years ago in the scripture, Hannah needed one child. She could not have the child, but then she started to pray. She said, God, I give you this child. If you give the child to me, I will give you this child. The Bible said Hannah was barren. But the moment she began to pray that, God, I want this child. I want this promotion. I want this car. I want this land. I want this business for kingdom's sake. Eli came on the sea. Eli said, God has given it to you. Not only did Hannah give birth to Samuel, she also ended up giving birth to seven other sons. When she was ready to sow one, God gave her seven. There is nothing you have in the future that God will not trace it to your past. That's the meaning of Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. That's the meaning. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, surely he shall reap. That's the meaning. When you sow something, you sow it today. When, when, when two weeks, three weeks, one man comes, you even forget that you have sown something. But the future will show you what you sowed. The future will spring it up. If you sowed mango, mango tree will come up. If you sow pear, pear tree will come up. If you sow tomato, tomato tree will come up. And you say, ah, what I sowed in the past has brought me fruit now. That's why if you are wise, you are thinking about what you are sowing. Because it is what you are sowing that will determine the fruit you have. I want to be in the good books of God. And I want to be in the good books of pastors that I have worked with. Yes, that's all. Uh, as simple as that. I will therefore take the right decisions that will bring the harvest I'm looking for. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, when the Lord comes, he shall find him doing what he has to do. A sign that you are faithful is that in the absence of your master, you still do what you have to do. A sign that you are unfaithful is that you only wait for your master's presence or his instruction or his appearance to do what you have to do. That's why every unfaithful person is a hypocrite. 
if you know there is something you have to do, why do you wait for somebody to appear before you have to do what you have to do? You are a pretender. You are a snake. You are a deceiver. You are only showing a certain good face and a good shape because your master has come. In his absence, you would not have done the same. Is that not wickedness and deception? Imagine giving somebody an assignment to do something. The person sleeps all the night, sleeps all in the morning. The person hears that you are in the house, maybe your car horn, or they say, oh, you are coming. Then the person begins to do as if he has been doing that. Isn't the person not trying to deceive you? And is that not what many people do to their pastors? When there is something to do, why don't you just do Why do you wait for recognition? And why do you wait for your pastor's awareness or alertness? It, it always pains my heart if I keep saying, if, if somebody uh, ahead of me tells me to do something I have to do, it, it pains my heart. It makes me cry. There are very wise things that makes me cry, not foolish things. I mean, when maybe my father, my biological father, or my mentor, or one of the pastors ahead, or my spiritual father says, do something. Then as I'm about to do it, maybe he tells me that I told you to do this, please do it. It, it makes me cry. I believe that when you give me an instruction for once, I must be able to do it. When you say it again, it means I'm stupid, I'm useless. That's how I think. My thinking is that the moment you have told me, you are waiting for me to deliver and I don't need that instruction to be repeated. That means you are wise. That means you are thinking. Most people don't think. Anytime I ask Obaya Sandra take care of something, somehow, eh, by the time my eyes will go in that area, she has done it. This young girl, Obaya Sandra, that's why I keep saying, I, I keep mentioning her name. She will always find a way to do it. Always. So easy. You will find out that she has done it. Pe, 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 pe. Hmm. When you are given an assignment in the house of God, don't wait for me to appear before you try to do it. If you are like that, you are a pretender. You are a hypocrite. You are a liar and a deceiver. You are not true-hearted. You are not genuine. Why is my appearance the reason why you must do it? Sandra, when I'm coming to church, and maybe I pick a taxi and I drop here, I see how some two, three people are always standing here. The moment they see me, then they run inside. Look at all these. It's snakes that come out at the street, and when they see human beings coming, they run back into the bush. You are a snake. You are a deceiver. Why, if you think what you are doing is right, why are you not staying there? Why are you not standing outside thinking that what you are doing is right? Why are you coming inside? That means that all along you knew you should be inside. Oh, are you not a deceiver? Are you not a deceiver? When you suddenly behave, you know one day I came to meet some of the people, not young people, when I meet people like Stephen and people like that, I say, hey, what are you doing? Going inside. That's how I talk to them. They are young people. Teenagers. Teenagers. They are now growing pubic, pubic hairs. They are now growing pubic hairs. They are now having breaking of voice. They, they are young people. They are children. They are children who are translating. But when I see people who are adults, I ask them a question. I say, why are you here? Huh? If you know the prayers I'm praying for you, can you go inside? Things are not working for you. You, you don't even fast about your life. Somebody is fasting and praying for you. Be committed small, so you are not committed. Sometimes it's so surprising. And yet, for the same people, if they are in charge of something, they want everybody to fall in line. You will never have it. You will never be in charge of anything. 
You are unfaithful. You will never be in charge. God knows. It is the little one that you are faithful in. Remember Friday. He that is faithful in least is the one who is faithful in much. There is no way that you are not faithful in little things and it will suddenly become a faithful in a conglomerate or a large corporation. It will never happen. It's the same principle, the same attitude, the same values, the same behavior, the same character you use in the least things that will show up in the bigger things. Many years ago, I used to tell my wife something about certain things she used to do. I said, hey, you like this thing, Bao. You think that when we marry things, we change. Today, I told her, I said, hey, this thing, you are still doing it. The fact that we are married, we are well raised, it, it won't change the character. It's true. You have to decide to work on your character. Whether it's good or bad, me, I have not said it all. But you have to decide to do what you have to do. Just marrying will not change you. Like thinking that when you get into a bigger office, thinking like when you get to a bigger office, you go to work early. I'll put up. Or thinking that when you are promoted, you will suddenly become responsible to finances and administration. It will never happen. You are the same person with the same character. You will fake it for two weeks. Try to do it for two weeks. Uh, then you come to your default setting, which is who you actually are. Until you change your mind, you cannot change the life that you are living. Decide to be faithful. Decide to be trustworthy. Decide to be somebody who is committed genuinely to a cause. And decide that anytime you are given something to do, you will do it whether prophet prince is seeing you or not. Am I God? How many people can I see at the same time? That's why pastors and leaders generally are always deceived. There are people that when I look on my phone, I don't see their status. But when I look on another person's phone, I see their status. That means they have taken me from the people who can see their status. Why? And as the news go around, go around, they keep coming back to me. You cannot believe it. One day I showed one of my daughters a sex video of one of my sons. I showed her the thing was going around that they were trying to destroy his name uh, and somebody knew that that guy was my son and the person sent the video to me as i'm talking today my son does not know i have his sex video do you know do you know what i have on my phones you will not believe it maybe the color of your singlet is on my phone today you may not believe it this world is so connected man is so connected man that you can act all perfect here and the person who is also acting all perfect with you knows a lot of things that you think he doesn't know but he knows just be true be sincere be genuine be genuine keke be committed and be committed holy keke come on blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when his Lord comes, his Lord will find him doing what he has to do. Ah, hey, the, the Bible, Jesus did not say when his Lord comes, the servant will begin to pretend to do it. When the Lord comes, the Lord will find him doing it. What does that mean? It means that when the Lord went away, he was still doing it. That's why when the Lord came, the Lord found him doing it. If he had pretended all over, by the time the Lord is coming, that's when he will start to do it. But this one, Jesus said, when the Lord comes, the Lord will find him what? Doing, doing, present, continuous. Ogusua, all year, they also all year. 
not pretentious people not people who are lying and are not true not people who are not sincere not people who are not genuinely committed they are not Sandra, when I look at some people, many thoughts just go through my mind. The biggest challenge I've had in my life is that I'm a Christian. In the way I would treat some people, they would be surprised. If I were not a Christian, and if Jesus had not appeared to me, in the way I would handle some people. But I know what my master has told me. Tell me I know. Why do you wait for your pastor to appear before you do what you have to do? You are a liar. You are a deceiver. And if you are like that, beyond the pastor that you are trying to deceive, God sees you. God knows you. And so what is it? Who is going to bless? The pastor. Is the blessing in my hand or is it in my wallet? When you open my pouch, do you see the blessing in my pouch? It's in the hands of God. So if you are deceiving the pastor and God knows genuinely that you are not committed, how will you still be blessed? You, you, you frustrate everything for yourself. Just be genuine, keke. Is that difficult? Be committed, keke. Is that difficult? Bear the fruit of the Spirit called faithfulness. Is that difficult? If you are a Christian, the Bible said the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, and faithfulness. If you are a true Christian, faithfulness must show. It must show. Easy. Easy. Tertullian said, I have served my Lord and my Master for 86 years and he's never done me any evil. Why do you make me denounce him today that you may spare my life? Kill me. There is one of the church fathers one of the fathers, fathers, fathers. In fact, it is believed that, that, you know, one day, some children were around the Lord Jesus and one of the apostles <clears throat> said, uh, they were trying to show their children when Jesus said, allow them to come to me for this is the kingdom of God. It is believed that the child that Jesus picked and put on his lap was Tertullian. Theologians have concluded that it was Tertullian. And that child, let's agree with the theologians. And that child grew and became one of the church fathers, committed. He was 86 years old. And he was, he was about to kill him. Tertullian, Polycarp, I mean, they were about to kill him. Then they asked him that, we will let you live when you say Jesus is not Lord and you denounce your faith. Polycarp said, I've served this master for 86 years. He has not done me any harm. Why should I lie today so that I have my life? Kill me. Kill me faithful to the end all this Christianity that you don't know Christ, it will worry you it will worry you, faithful to the end he knows what he saw Paul said I know who I have believed and I am persuaded I know who I have believed and I am persuaded I know who I have believed and I am persuaded, I am persuaded I am constant with him I am constant with him I am persuaded, nothing can change my mind I am persuaded most Christians don't, don't have any persuasion. And they don't, have, they don't have any commitment. And the lack of passion is all because they don't have a revelation of Christ. That's why I keep praying for you. That you have a revelation of Christ. You have a revelation of Christ. I keep saying it will change everything for you. It doesn't matter how bad you are, how wicked you are, how medros you are. When you have a revelation of Christ, everything changes. Paul the apostle was somebody who was killing many people in the church. He took one encounter in Acts chapter 9. Everything turned around to his death at the age of 56. Till his death. 
at the age of 56. He had one revelation of the Messiah. It was enough. It was enough. But if you don't know him, how will you serve him? If you don't know him, how will you serve him? If you don't know him, you will be thinking about your stomach. You will be thinking about yourself. You will be thinking about the small business and whatever, whatever thing that you are doing. That's where your mind will be. You don't know him. You don't know the king you claim you are serving. Yet you are in his kingdom. Blessed is he. Let me do and close Paul. Blessed is he. That servant, when his Lord comes and finds him doing so. Verse 47. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. What is that? Is that not promotion? It's only faithful people who are promoted. You will never be promoted if you are not faithful. You, it will never happen. Never. If you promote an unfaithful person, do you know what you have done? It is called injustice. It is called injustice. You promote somebody who is not committed, somebody who is not dedicated, it is called injustice. And it makes innocent people and loyal people begin to question the basis of your integrity and principles. Because they must know that, you, you know that this person is not faithful. And you know that this person does not deserve this promotion. That's why we give promotion to people who deserve them. Nobody can question the quantum of work Edmond Insia is doing in this. Nobody can quantify the work. Nobody. 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 He's not in the generation of sons and daughters like Bernard and Anama. But suddenly, I see that no, this guy may even do a better work than these people. That's it. No, but you cannot question that he doesn't deserve this promotion. You cannot question it. It is clear. It is conspicuous. It is unambiguous. He never came to church thinking he would become even somebody in the church. As in be close to me or work for me directly. He never had those thoughts. And he never had even the mind of thinking about he's going to be a pastor or a Christian leader. It is his commitment to one after the other that is bringing him places. Just that. Just that. And you ask, I'm praising you today. You too, tomorrow, mess up. You hear from me. But I mean, this is my son. He deserves this and he has. He has. Can we clap for Edmund? This clap is for. Hey, Master, we are clapping for you. Actually. Yeah. Amen. When, when we are done with church, buy me watching. We know still, we know I like just sit up. Yeah. That's to, to bribe me for the promotion. Hallelujah. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over few of his goods. Is that what the Bible said? Make him ruler over part of his goods. Is that what the Bible said? He shall make him ruler over what? All his goods. What comes into your mind? Is it not Joseph? Is it not Joseph? Moving as a slave into the house of Potiphar, being sold as a prisoner. He became ruler over all goods in the country of Egypt by faithfulness. Faithfulness. Constancy. As for Loving God there, I think we all love him. But whether we fear him is the question. Whether we all fear him. I think loving there, we all love him. 
but whether we all fear him that's the question imagine God demoting somebody where are you going imagine God demoting people that will not be your story verse 48 but and if that evil servant shall say in his heart my lord delays his coming every unfaithful person is evil have you seen what Jesus said this is the words of our lord Jesus but if that evil servant shall say in his heart my lord delays his coming and he begins to fool Jesus calls that servant who is just unfaithful we will say just unfaithful Jesus says he's evil he's wicked he's malicious He's poisonous. He's pungent. His character is evil. Anytime you think that because your pastor is not around, you will do something different from what you must do. You are wicked. You are malicious. You have bad intentions. And the whole thing you are doing is to destroy the success rate of what you are trying to build. That's all. How can people be standing aloof and talking when we are having church? How can people be standing about and talking and conversing when we are having a meeting? How? How can people be escorting people, moving around just like that, talking, drinking water, passing here unnecessarily when we are in church and we have something to do in church? What is in your mind? It's all because I'm not around. So, imagine that we have come to church. Prayer session begins. Nanama is leading the prayer. Father, we want to thank you for the souls you have given unto us. Lift up your voice and pray. You will come and see the attitude of people sitting down and not praying. They are not praying because Papa is not around. Because me, if I'm around, I lift up prayer topic. Can you sit down? Can you be quiet? You are unfaithful and Jesus says you are even an evil servant because you are capitalizing on the fact that me, the Lord, I have delayed in my coming. And that's why you are behaving the way you are behaving. But don't you know that anybody who stands on this altar, I gave the person opportunity to stand here. So don't you know that if you disrespect anybody that is standing here, you are disrespecting the one who sent the person to be here. Jesus said, those who receive me have received the Father. And those who do not receive me have not received the Father. Anytime you see the Son, remember that he was sent by the Father. So when you see that somebody doing something, don't just look at the person doing it. Recognize the authority beyond that person as to who sent him to do that. So the prayers, you see some people not pray. And I've heard that complaint a couple of times. I've heard it, it's not complaints. I mean, I'm sure it's a genuine thing. I've heard it a couple of times. And the music time too, I hear some people don't sing. And some people are sitting down. And some people are doing this. But the moment I enter, say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you clap unto Jesus? Or Raymond will give us a song. Or you will see everybody seem to have plugged the car battery into their anuses their and suddenly begin to do everything. That they could have done in my absence. Is it no wickedness? You are putting up a show as if you are worshipping me. Am I the one you are worshipping? When you are praying, do you pray to me? Ah. Just be faithful with what you are doing, Keke. Is that difficult? Just do what you must do. Whether Bernard is the one leading, you know, whether Priscilla, I have even heard that in the music department, when different people are leading, the, 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 the strength they put in the backing are also different. I've heard that. After church, I'll ask you whether it's true. I hear that. It's true, eh? 
Is it true? I hear that when Raymond is leading, people seem to be backing. But when other people are leading, people don't seem to be backing. Is it true? Is it true? It's true. Okay. And why? Why? Is this church, Raymond Church? How? Who, who is Raymond in this church? Who is Raymond? I made Raymond everything he's doing in this church. Don't let me even develop a problem with this my son that I don't have a problem with. You see how wicked people can buy problems for you? Be careful. When you see them suddenly supporting, when you say yeah, they say yeah. And when men say yeah, they say yeah. Tell them that. Stop. 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 Faithful people don't do that. They are constant. Whoever is leading the song, we are doing it unto God. Ah. It is because of human beings. That's why Moses did not enter the promised land. I've decided I will enter my promised land. I don't allow you people to frustrate me. You won't get me. I'm not another Moses. I've read Moses' story. You won't get me. But just do what you have to do. If it is cleaning, clean. Sometimes you come to church, you see Wednesday service especially. You see how people are usually slow on Wednesday. I've warned you before. Do you remember? You. Yes, I'm talking to you. Yes, I've warned you before about the water and the time you bring it. Do you remember? Yes. And I also told you, if you ever come to church after six, don't come. Go. Go, go wherever you want to go. You have a house at Abosio, Kai, Nungwa, Teshi, Mami. Go. Go and sleep. Don't come. And you, yesterday, there was Bola here. There was Bola here. This is my last warning I'm giving you. If I ever come and there's something you have to do as utilities manager and it's not done, you hear from me. I have sacked people. I've demoted people. I've sacked Jennifer. You are not. You're going to buy a hanky for me. I've sacked her as head of Ashin department. I'm making an announcement to you. And so Frankie is now the head. And I've removed Bernard and Anama. Can you believe that I've removed Bernard? So he's dangerous. You see your face when I say Bernard. I've removed him. And I've put Edmond in charge. So you are sitting on time bombo. But you have, you have done well for me. You have done well for me. Be faithful. Keke. Don't let me come and see rabbis here, other things. There. Ah, your head will roll. Look at Bernard. I've told you that between you and Bernard, if there is a case, who will I choose? I've told you, Bernard, million times. Hmm? Even though you are somebody very close to me, you know I love you and I care about you and we go places that I don't go with Bernard. I said between you and Bernard, I'll choose Bernard. And that Bernard is the one whose head has rolled this morning. You. So, let's go on. Uh, when he comes, the, the Lord has delayed. What will he do? Let's go on. Next scripture, 49. And he shall begin to smite his fellow servant. He shall begin to beat his fellow servant. Why is he beating his fellow servant? If you are an unfaithful person, all you desire to do is to cause pain in the camp, in the absence of the leader. That's it. When you see an unfaithful person, he has ways to gossip, he has ways to accuse, he has ways to break the energy of the whole camp. He breaks down the synergy of everybody in the camp, in the absence of the leader. By the time the leader comes, this one doesn't want to sing, this one doesn't want to pray, this one doesn't want to give, this one doesn't want to trust, this one doesn't want to go out to win so because you have three or four snakes, vipers and cobras in the, in the whole thing, telling people is it really necessary? Are you sure uh, the way things are going, if we don't also think about ourselves, I think over time we may not end up, oh when 
when I come, I say, read Matthew chapter 6. The Lord said everything we are investing, he will bless it and he will double it. And he will add it. You say amen. You say amen. But when I'm not here, then a, a snake will come to you, coil around your neck. So do you really think that this whole thing is necessary? I don't think it, it, it must be like that. Anyway, hmm, what can we say? Then you poison the other people who were up and who were running and who were moving. The last time one of my daughters told me, he said, Papa, this church member is becoming some way because of a certain uh, lady that's around, around him. I said, make sure those two people are not close. Separate them. Separate. If we don't separate them, this other guy will go wayward. And thank God the strategy worked. The lady moved and the guy has become committed and constant. So whoever is talking to you about how bad the leadership is and about how difficult the whole thing is, about how strenuous it is, is somebody poisoning you and the person knows that he can only say it in my absence. When I appear with you and that person and I say yes, talk. Let's see whether the person can talk. That is what wicked servants do. That is what they do. That is why there's so much wickedness in the body of Christ. Because people do not, they are not the people who they appear to be. They are not the people they appear to be. That's why. He shall begin to cause pain to the team. And to eat and drink with the drunken. What is that? Selfishness. I told you that the mark of unfaithfulness is your desire for material things. Do you remember? On Wednesday, you look at Gehazi. Material things. He wanted cloth. He wanted gold. He wanted things like that. You look at Judas Iscariot. He wanted land. He wanted money. He stole them in John chapter 12 verse 6. Anytime you look at Absalom, he wanted the glory his father had. Anytime you see an unfaithful person, that person is more into material things. So if you are a material kind of person, you will be unfaithful at a point. You will choose material things instead of God at a point. Yes, it's simple. It's so simple. Remember the verse we learned on Friday. Do not love the world nor the things in the world. For if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Simple. If you are a worldly person and you love worldly things, you don't have the love of God in your heart. And at a, at, at a point, you will betray the love of God for the love of worldly things. It will happen. It happened to Gehazi. Even though he saw the miracles that Elijah performed, he saw how Elijah spoke and it came to pass. It happened to Jesus, uh, Judas Iscariot, who walked with Jesus, held the money of Jesus, walked everywhere with him, saw him laying the hands on the sick, saw him cleansing the lepers, saw him casting out demons, saw him bringing the dead back to life. He was there when Jesus was walking on the sea. He was there when somebody's mother died and Jesus brought the person back to life. He was there when Jesus said, Talita Kumi. He was there when Jesus did all the miracles. And because he was in for material things, he betrayed the Lord. He betrayed the loyalty of the kingdom and went for that material things. And ask yourself, did he have the material things? He bought the land. The land he bought is where he hanged himself. When you see any unfaithful person, I said, the root of that unfaithful person is a certain law for material things. Simple. Simple. When I look at you and I see how your heart is beating after money, I pray for your soul that you don't even end up becoming a non-believer. When I see how you are testing for money and all your connections are unbelievers and all the people around you are unbelievers and your models are unbelievers and your character is unbelievers and the job you are doing is unbelievers and your associations are full of unbelievers, I pray for your soul that you don't even become an unbeliever at the end of the day. I pray for your soul. 
Where is the, what is the solution? Remember what we learned on Friday, my son. Give me your heart. Give me your heart. Give me your heart. That's it. Give me your heart. Ask the person close to you. Are you not a material person? Ask the person. And of course we are. Most of us are. Most of us are. I want to see the simplicity and the serenity and the, the tranquility and the stability that you used to have, Priscilla. I want to see it. I'm your I'm your pastor. I want to see, I want to see that. I want to see that. You see, it's not, there's nothing that also shows that you have changed physically. I'm a prophet. Your mind, your mind, your heart, don't let, don't let any other those things, doesn't matter. They may not understand what we are talking about. Me and you, we are talking. Ah, by now, you should be a powerful woman of God. I, 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 I have a, an eye for you. I have an I, I just imagine how Edmond is a pastor and you are also a pastor and you are married. I just imagine it. Say, actually, it won't be easy. Because this guy is good with administration and leadership and influence. And this one, I mean, the grace and the anointing. Will, ah, come on. Huh? Now, so for mommy, Kelly Willie, dear, any easy. Kelly Willie, so for mommy. Huh? Hot yemi. Hot yemi, so for mommy. Kai. forgive Proverbs 23 verse 26 you know all worldly stars in the movie I pray for your soul that you don't become an unbeliever you know all worldly stars in music I pray for your soul that you don't become an unbeliever you are closer to unbelievers than believers hey and you understand unbelievers than believers. You don't even know what you are doing. You are in a kingdom. The kingdom is world. The kingdom has its king. The kingdom has its culture. And the people you are talking to most are people outside the kingdom. Hey. That means you must be close to the world that divides the people in the kingdom from the people outside. To talk to the people outside for them to hear. If you are close to the world, what is the next thing? You will be close to the gate. If you are close to the gate, what will happen? You check out. You check out. My son, my daughter, give me your heart. If your heart is for God, everything will change. Everything. You will never chase after material things. I'm telling you, God will bless you with a car and say, what is this? Yes, this is not what I'm looking for. God will bless you with a house and say, what is this? This is not what I'm looking for. God will bless you with children and say, what is this? This is not what I'm looking for. You seem to have everything that others are making noise about, but your heart is for God. There is a city whose builder is God. There is a city whose builder is God. There is a city whose builder is God. Do not look at earthly things and worldly things. Cast your mind up and look at heavenly things where Christ is seated. Christ. And we cannot take Christ out of the church. Christ is the head of the church. Christ is the altar and the finisher of our faith. We cannot take Christ and godliness out of the church. 
This is the mystery of godliness that God manifested in the flesh. The Bible said he was seen by angels and he was raised up together into heaven and he was received into glory. Who are we talking about? We are talking about Christ, Jesus, who is the author of our faith. Jesus, who is the person of our faith. We are Christians because of Christ. We cannot be talking about being Christians without talking about Christ. Come on. So ask yourself, am I living a life that is bringing me closer to Christ? Or am I living a life that is bringing me closer to worldliness? And at a point, you will make a decision. At a point, you will make a decision. And when that decision is made, you will see how at a wide junction, you cannot pass two rows. When, when you, you, hey, it doesn't matter whether you, pass, you stand there for two hours or you can only pass one. Hey, chief driver, is that not the case? You either take right or you take left. Then as you take right and you are going, remember that you are getting farther from left as you keep going right. Uh -huh. This done, I listened to a message by Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. He was talking about humility. The whole message, more than one hour, 20 minutes. And he said, Papa Kenneth Hagen called them to his hall and he was telling them about how he was praying, Papa Kenneth Hagen was praying for a certain soul to be saved. And Jesus appeared to Papa Kenneth Hagen and told her that, this prayer you are praying for this woman, I will not listen. She will go to hell. I will not listen. Stop praying for her. I will not listen. She will go to hell. The woman was not there though. If you have ever read Hebrews chapter 6, from verse 4 to verse 6, you will know why Jesus said that. I will not listen. He will, she will go to hell. Stop praying. Okay, stop praying. You are wasting your time. Remember how when prophet Samuel was still praying for Saul God came and he told he told Saul, Samuel, he said stop praying for Saul, I have anointed a new king stop praying for this one I have chosen another person give me Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4 you understand why the Lord Jesus said what he said people don't know that if you keep living a life, you're a believer you keep living an unbeliever life it brings you closer to closer to becoming a non-believer they don't know for it is impossible, put that word in your mind, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened have tasted of the heavenly gift and were partakers of the Holy Ghost. Let's go. It is impossible for those people. They have tasted the good word of the Lord and the powers of the world which is to come. Let's go. It is impossible that if they shall fall away, it is impossible for them to renew them again unto repentance. This is what Jesus meant when he said, Ken, stop praying for her. It is impossible. I will not listen to this prayer. She will die a non-believer. Keep living a life like you are a Christian. You are not a Christian. Keep living like that. You are getting gradually to a certain place. You are not even aware. And you see, <laughs> when you are driving, eh, the more you think you are on the right road eh, and you are in the middle, that's when you are actually going out of the middle. By the time you realize now, you enter into gutter. That's what Jesus said. He that thinks that he is standing, he should take heed so that he does not fall. Every time you must take account of yourself. Am I growing more spiritually or not? When you see that you are not growing spiritually, it's a sign that you are becoming more materialistic. And Jesus said, woe to those people who think they are standing and they are rather falling. You have, to, you have to be afraid when you see your spiritual life going down. You have to be afraid. When your spiritual life is going down, it means your material focus is going up. There are only two things in the world. For God and not for God. Simple. 
Simple. You cannot be saying, I've been staying away from church and my spiritual life has been stronger. It's not true. You are a liar. It's not true. It's not, there is nowhere. There is nowhere that you, you, you do that. This is where that the fire is reignited. Re, 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 re this is the place where the fire is reignited. You cannot say that. And God knows that you are lying. So you see, gradually, when people are becoming unfaithful, they also stay away from God. They stay away from the things of God. And gradually, gradually, as they are staying away from the things of God, it's not as if they are getting interested in the things of God anywhere. It's material things. It's ma By the time you open to see what is in the packet, it's full of worms. It is impossible for those people who have tasted the powers of the world to come, they have tasted the good of the heavenly gift, they have tasted the blessing of the Lord, it is impossible for those people to be renewed again unto repentance if they fall away. How do you fall? You fall gradually. You fall gradually. You, you backslide gradually before you finally fall. You backslide gradually before you finally fall. So warn to you if you are in the house of God and you are backsliding. You are closer to falling. You will never see an unfaithful person who is a spiritual person. You can never have the two in one person. Never. Impossible. Impossible. When you see somebody who is unfaithful, I said the person is living for the flesh and for material things. When you see somebody who is faithful to the kingdom of God, faithful to the house of God, you see that person is rather growing spiritually and seem not to care at all about material things. That's it. Pastor, what should I do? My son, give me your heart. It will solve it. Give me your heart. May your heart be given unto God in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Is it not a powerful prayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who are young and because you think you are young, you also know wise up. Those who are old and they are trying to put things together. I keep telling people that. Master, how old are you? I'm 19. How old are you? I'm 20. I just spent 20. When we were 20, we were presidents of fellowships. When we were 20, we were presidents of fellowships. When we were 20, Ohima, we were already in charge of fellowships. When we were 20. You can ask Nana Masitene. When I was 18, I was already president of fellowship. 18. 18. 18. I was president oh, yesterday when we went to meet Mr. Crunchy. She, 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 he asked me a question. He said, do you know why we call uh, Sandra Her Excellency? I said, yes, sir. He said, why? I said, uh, when we were in JY, uh, because Alfred, Alfred, this Alfred, where is Alfred? Alfred was a president and Sandra was the vice. So we, we call him his, uh, the president. We call her Her Excellency. That's how we, I mean, we used to call her Her Excellency in church. And Mr. Crunchy asked me that, do you know why? When I said, he said, really? I said, ah, sir, I was a teacher with you. He said, yes, 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 yes. You are a teacher with me. The difference between my age and yours is almost 10 years. But we're on the same level. By 19 years, Raymond, I was already teaching people who were my mates. In church, in church, in church. 300 people capacity. 
He said, I'm 19 years. I'm 17 years. I'm... We started sitting down long ago. Long ago. But keep fooling that you are 19 and you, are, you just turned 20. And don't sit up. And don't put your life together. Now I'm saying, I'm going to Be someone with your bills, and say, How far? Beside your tune, so to your bills, sir. Beside, say, How far? Ask the person, How far? On your bills, on any mamanity, Daniel, I will be sending you on any mamanity. Or back on the crowd, I'm sending the toilet room. And Niamma, if you are buying your own things, you see how life is. You understand what it means to grow. Masa. When we were 19, 17 years, we were already in the things of God, pushing for the things of God. We were already like that. The Ossisa and Adin in Temkrafa and Yami serious in Temkrano, or Teso, or Brett, or Winnie Huanuye, or Ha Hai. Any late comma. Any late comma. They were in Obey. They were in a bed near my best son, Temamano. Verse 50. Let's go. May you not turn out to be an unbeliever at the end of the day in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, may you not turn out to be an unbeliever at the end of the day in the name of Jesus. Amen. The guy I like, he's not somebody, say he's a Christian, but he doesn't go to church. Ask Muslims. Eh, Munas, Munas, you have been a Muslim before. If, if you have a correct Muslim, does he miss going to mosque? What does it mean to a Muslim if you miss going to a mosque? The leaders will punish you. Oh, you sit down. Did you hear that? If anybody is a Muslim and he misses prayers, the leadership considers that person a bad one and they will punish him. Punishable. He's a Christian, but he doesn't go to church. Muslims, whether they can say he's a genuine Muslim, but he doesn't go to mosque. You see the foolishness of Christians. I can't stop myself. I'm in love. There are things greater than love. One is called wisdom, another one is called purpose. Love. All the people who married thought they were in love. Is it true of us? Those who divorced were people who married. Is it true of us? And when they were married, they thought they were in love. Is it true of us? So, love cannot still put people together. Even though they had loved, people still divorce. And people who married love themselves. So, how did they love themselves and how did they start unloving themselves? Then you will know that there are things greater than love. There are things greater than love. And when a foolish person talks about love, what is he saying? Sex. Just that. Ask married people how many times they have sex. You, you will be disappointed. You will be disappointed. There are things to do, Raymond. There are things to do. Oh, Jimmy Fuona, only here. There are things to do. There are things you must make sure it is done. Sexy, I will call you the never be them. A colony sukrana, what a single room, I was here. Oh, but what am I calling that? 
I need more money to move to a better place, have a room for my child, have an account, the school he will go, the hospital, this and that. And you create the budget. Now, see, can it down say, Rade? May not 50,000 where I'm signed, I may be. Yes, sir. Me, we are here. Me, we are here. Me, we Jimmy, we hear the name nine months. No man will notice. So I call her neighbor. I call her neighbor. I call her neighbor. I call her neighbor. Mumuamio, Mumuamio. So nine months notice. Now they're there. Now they're there. You must be wise to know how to live your life and think ahead. Most people don't think ahead. Ask people who are married for years how many times they've had sex in in a decade. A fufro keke, fro ne fufro keke. Oya abufra, a fufro. It is a cocoa, what twelve broby brim, a cocoa who a brobaqua, no so so, twelve broby brim, one for so a brim, now for a bromo muano no so so. A fofrona, sir, you sure go be brim, nothing. Oh, forgive. I pray for you that your heart will be for God in the name of Jesus. That is the cure to disloyalty, is the cure to unfaithfulness. I want to close. I don't want people to come to me. Father, I'm sorry for not coming today. The last time. I said, don't do that. I don't like that. Cry. I don't like that. It's needless. It's needless. No need for explanation of Charlie. And the Lord, Matthew 24, verse 50. Let's go on. And the Lord of that service shall come in a day. When he looks not for him, the people that I have removed from their roles today, they did not know I'll do that today. That's the meaning of this verse. When you are in charge of something, make sure you are doing what you must do every time. Because there's going to be a time. You see, when you see a warning, the next one will not be a warning. When you see a warning, the next one will not be a warning. And most people, perhaps, in all their life, you have worked with leaders who are not strong enough. So when they say, Master, I'll do this, they never did it. So they say, all leaders are like that. It's not true. There are some leaders who know where they are going. They know what the systems and values and vision God is building with them. And they know how to do what they said they would do. When the Lord appears, he shall come in a day when he looks not for him. And in an hour that he's not aware of him. If I suddenly barge on you and you are not aware of what, that I'm coming, what will I find you doing? You are a church member. You say you are a Christian. You say this is your church. If I barge on you suddenly that you didn't know that I was coming, what will I find you doing? That is the proof of unfaithfulness. When you suddenly come and people say, hey, oh, hey, yeah. When the person is faithful, Jesus said, blessed is he who will be found so doing when his master comes. That's the difference. He's still doing what he has to do. It's not your presence or your absence that's making me do what I'm doing. I, I have to do what I'm doing because it is the assignment that has been given me. And I have to be faithful to it, committed, constant, and breakthrough, and see my life turn around and move to the next level. I just have to do what I have to do. Many years ago, when I was uh, observing my national service there was a day that you know we used to have a TS common room I don't know whether you had that but we had a TA common a TS common room and then we were more than 14 or 16 TS in our department alone so one day the HOD gave us an instruction that we should not go for lunch 
and we should do some work for him for the undergraduates concerning I think we were recording something we were marking something so I don't know whether you know Professor uh, J.E.T. Kuonu Ajauto He's, he was our HOD. You know how he is. So, so he gave the instruction. And then when it was lunch, ah, Prince say, may call lunch. Daniel say, may call lunch. Hey. Stephanie say, may call lunch. Then they say, may call lunch. And they say, may call lunch. Hey. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. my instruction. He said, I'm going to go. assignment week. Obiako, me na me tihui, my family charger, me debe charge it, me debe connect it. You know the USB, you can use it on your lap as a charger for your phone as well. Me yes, I must obiako dine him. Come, 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 come. Obiak Professor J E T Kuna, huh? Gentleman, where are the others? Sir, they have gone for lunch. They have gone for lunch. I told them not to go for lunch. They have gone for lunch. Okay, Prince, thank you, thank you. When we close, come and see me. They almost sacked all those people from being tears. And who will go and save them? Me. I have to go and say, sir, they are cows and buffaloes. I'm the only human being around, sir. Help them. We are sorry. This small thing I was talking about, even VC was about to be aware because he told us to write a letter and copy the VC, copy provost. I said, oh, because that man but if they just came to meet you there 20 minutes lunch don't go and they met you there will you be part of that or when people were sweating and who is that? Sir, please, Prince. Which Prince? Sir, please, Prince. Or anywhere can come in. And I was I said, please, we are sorry. Sir, please, I, we apologize for what. I didn't even single myself out. <laughs> okay. Call them. I give you last warning. This and that and that. But if you were spotted where you should be, will you be that uncomfortable? If you were found what to do what you were supposed to do, will you be uncomfortable? No. No. When you are faithful, it helps you. It helps you. And it also becomes a reason why you can be promoted easily. Hey, we are done with TA. My mother said, do your master's. My father said, do your master's. Do a PhD. I said, okay, I'll try. I didn't want to do. Hey, I entered place for vetting and this and that. When I entered, I said, hey, we don't have time to vet you. Go. You have passed. Start your, start your, start your, 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 your master's. When they failed more than 100 people, when I entered, I didn't spend 30 seconds there. The only question my professor asked me, he said, I have heard that you want to be a man of God. Is it true? <laughs> but he was my professor, so we have talked about it. I said, yes, sir. He said, how did I, then he was asking me, how did I know? I said, oh, Father, I was working with you. You know I want to be a man of God. So okay, okay. It's a confidential thing, but I've told everybody that. Go. Is that question we asked for masters. When they were failing people, people were crying. People were told, you are, on a, you are on a waiting list. We were, have already started introduction. What was the difference? This one is constant. He's faithful. When you say, be here, you will find him there. 
When you say do this, you will see. You will see. Listen, when I was growing up in the ministry, I, I, I did not look like the one who would shine among all the others. Oh, I just kept to do what the pastor said I should do. I didn't look at the. I didn't look like the brightest. There were people who looked more gifted. They looked stronger. They looked like they had eloquence and they had the connection. None of them. None of them is close to me in the ministry. I just did what the pastor say I should do. And thank God for how far he has brought me. I have not gone too far, but at least I have actually made a step somewhere. All that I had to do was not to look like the best or dress the best or talk the best. I had to just follow simple instructions. And I was always hiding too. I never wanted to be recognized, to be praised, to be clapped for. I never loved that. In fact, there are times where in school, I consciously made the wrong answers so that they would not clap for me. There are times where people answer questions. Yes, you. They say the wrong thing. Yes, you. Yes, you. And the teacher will say in SHS, uh, okay, now let's listen to the boss. Prince, what's the answer? Then what, I just feel that, why do you say I'm a boss? And what, my, my, all my friends have got it wrong. I know the right answer. But I, I, don't, I don't like the way you are treating me. They are going to clap for me. And it's too much. Sir, sir, sir. I say something wrong. I say, oh, I'm disappointed. I say in my mind, I want to disappoint you. It's okay. It's okay if I disappoint you. Never wanted to be known, to be noticed, to be celebrated. Never. Never. You can ask my, my brother. I am somebody who has spent my life in my room. In my room. Can you believe that? I have been able to stay in my room, in my room for one year, eight months. Without talking to anybody. Without going anywhere. They had to send people, they had to send pastors to come and ask me. My parents asked, called them to come and say, ask, ask, ask our son whether we have done something against him. So we said, I said, you have not done anything. No. They said, why are you not talking? I said, I'm like that. I'm like that. When I enter my study, my wife doesn't enter my study. When I enter my study, she doesn't enter there. What are you coming to do here? What's up? Cool, fine. Okay. I'm in my study. I'm in my study. Ah, we don't play tennis ball in my study. <laughs> I want to be cool, alone, and focused. No, to be recognized and people say, hey, and he has done it, and he's doing well. And I didn't want that, and I didn't love that. I just followed the simple instructions. And I'm a surprise to many people who thought they would do better than me. I have surprised them by my coolness and calmness and simplicity to instructions. Just that. So you keep looking like you are you are a mistress. We want to be better mistresses in the future. So we don't want to look like a mistress today. We want to serve today. And the time will come when the real mistress will come out of us. So sit in your throne. Thou Queen Elizabeth, sit in your throne. Forgive. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looks not for him, expect your faithfulness to be there every day. Especially in days when you know you, you, they will not ask you anything. As a pastor, I will not ask you anything on a, on a Wednesday or on a Tuesday or on a Thursday. It's not church day. That is maybe the time and the day that I will ask you something. To test and see your faithfulness. When you are asked to do something, on a day that you think you will not be asked to do it, will you be found faithful? Hmm. Hmm. 
this morning, I, 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 I was walking around and I, I was watching a video on my phone. The prophet was ministering to a lady and he said, stand up. You know, one MP friend had posted it on his uh, status, so I was watching it. The prophet said, stand up. Then the lady stood up. Then the prophet said, you are a very proud person. Where is your husband? Then the woman said, my husband said he doesn't want to love me. And he doesn't want to stay with me. And, he, and the prophet said, this is why I said you are proud. Where is your husband? He has left me. Why did he leave you? He was, he, she was not talking. Then the prophet said, you are stubborn and proud. That's why he left you. Then the woman said, no, uh, she, he made me stop my banking job. Then the man said, you have shown again that you are proud. Did I ask you what kind of job you are doing? And did I ask you the name of your job? Why did you have to say it's a banking job? Then the prophet asked her, that, are you the, ma the managing director? She said no. Are you the general vassier? She said no. Are you the uh, 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 general manager? She said no. He said, why did you add banking to the job? Do you want us to know you work in a bank? And then what? If somebody sells fish, it's a work. If somebody sells ties, it's a work. If you work in a bank, it's also a work. Why did you qualify your work with a bank? To show us that she is a certain class of person. Ah, as if that was not enough. Then the prophet said, do you still want to marry your husband? He said, yes, I want to be with him. The prophet said, why? He said, because we have two kids together. The prophet said, oh, so it's because you have kids. Did I ask you whether you have kids or not? Admit that you are wrong and you love him. You will not admit that you are wrong and you love him. I mean, your defense is that you have children together. Then the prophet said, but the man can also decide to take care of their children and still separate from you. What will you do? But that's switch now. Go down. Let me pray for you. You are proud. You are stubborn. What a humiliation. Unnecessary. What work do you do? I work. I, 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 what are you doing? I am working. What are you doing? I'm working with a bank, and the name of the bank is uh, uh, whatever, whatever bank. And he said, do you know that road? It's, not a, it's on the main street to the presidential castle where Nanado passes. And then, and then, I keep telling you people that some of the poorest people that you will ever know are bankers, lawyers, and doctors. Maybe you, you don't know. Or maybe you don't know a lot of bankers, doctors, and lawyers the way I know them. They don't have time. Raymond, if you want to have money, and be established in terms of money. Run your own businesses. Run your own businesses. Uh, how many doctors have hospitals? How many teachers have schools? How many businessmen have businesses? All. All. It's free advice. It's free advice. I pray for you that you shall not be found proud in the name of Jesus. Let's go on. Verse 51. And he shall cut him asunder and appoint him his person with the hypocrites. This is our Lord Jesus. Why is Jesus comparing a disloyal person to a hypocrite? Because if you are unfaithful, you deceive your leader as if you are faithful and you are not. What is the meaning of that? Hypocrisy. Jesus said, you will be brought to your real level as a hypocrite. That's where you'll be brought to. When others are appointed above and they are giving promotion to rule over many people, you, they are rather bringing you down, they are joining you to hypocrites. It shall not be your story in the name of Jesus. 
What will happen then? There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. If you are an unfaithful person, at the end of the day, you have a lot of pain. You have a lot of hurt. And things become more difficult for you. Ah, Pastor, how do you know? Look at Gehazi. Look at Judas Iscariot. Look at Absalom. The Bible is there for us to learn and to know what to do. Look at what happened to them. If a man is walking with God and he does not walk faithfully and he's not committed to the things of God, go and do evangelism, he's not committed. Yeah, go and win souls, he's not committed. Be a shepherd, he's not committed. Call people, come to church with them, he's not committed. Hey, pray for souls, he's not committed. Hey, come early to church, he's not committed. You will see how that person will also be different from the one who was committed. Like I said on the WhatsApp page as I end, Currently, it will look as if all our lives are around the same level. But very soon, you will see the differences that will happen in our lives. Because the seeds that we have sown will begin to germinate. They will begin to germinate. What is wisdom? Your ability to see the future you you see the future you want to enjoy and you take those decisions now. There is nobody who has stayed away from God and the things of God who has ever succeeded before. One day I was going somewhere with my son Raymond, and we were talking about we talked about a lot of things. Then he mentioned the name of somebody. Was it a man or a woman? And he said, oh, he is going through a lot of difficulties, and things are not working for him, and this and that." And I asked him one question. I said, "Is he committed to God?" And the well, he said, "No, no, Papa, no, 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 no." I said, "That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why." I want to be blessed. I made that decision many years ago. And I want to have the true blessing of the Lord. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord maketh man rich and has no sorrow. I want to have the true blessing of the Lord. I don't want blessing that my anus is suffering. I don't want blessing that my genitals is suffering. I don't want blessing that I cannot really sleep. And I don't want blessing that I'm afraid that people may hear what I've been doing on the other side. I want to see the blessing of the Lord that will make me rich and take sorrow away from my life. How will I see the blessing of the Lord? When I do his will, when I please him, when I serve him, he will bless me. Look at this verse as we close. Exodus chapter 23, verse 24 to 26. Look at this verse as we close. I pray for somebody here that you become faithful in the house of God in the name of Jesus. And stop giving excuses of why you don't come to church. And I'm not, I'm not feeling well. And my mother called me. And my father said. And my sister said. And my brother said. Accept that this is your new lifestyle. Accept that your new lifestyle is that you are not committed to the things of God. When you accept that, that is when you can make the changes. If you fail to accept it, you can give one or one reasons why you still want me to see you the way you used to be that you are not. And who is it working against? He's not working against me. If you have changed, if you have changed all the things of God, Papa, I have changed. I'm not the way I have to be. I have decided to come to myself. Remember Luke chapter 15, Bible said, when the younger son came to himself, he said, how many servants does my father have? And do they have food to eat, enough even to spare? I'm here battling with pigs over food. He said, I will go back home. I will go back home. When you come to yourself, you and Kasa can make the right decision. Stop giving excuses. Stop giving excuses. If you are not committed no longer to the things of God, accept it that your new lifestyle is not permitting you to be committed to the things of God. Then you have to ask the question, what can I do to turn things around? If you really want to serve the Lord, you will find a way to serve him. You will find a way to serve him. Because you now begin to make sacrifices towards the house of God and towards the things of God. 
Who encouraged me to be a pastor? Who encouraged me to love the Lord? Who encouraged me to sacrifice? Who encouraged me to commit myself, my time, my money to everything? Nobody did. Nobody. There is no single message I heard that made me say, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to work for God. I'm going to love the Lord. And I've been working for God before I became a pastor. I've done more work working for God in the past than now. Yes. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Let's go on. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water. Is that not what you are looking for? And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. This is what I want to be my testimony. That's why I serve the Lord. That's why I serve the Lord. And I want to keep serving. And I will not allow anybody to discourage me. No, no, no. I keep serving. I have seen the future. It's like people who drink alcohol and people who don't drink alcohol. If you want to know your future, look at people who drink alcohol and what happened. And if you don't drink alcohol, look at people who didn't drink alcohol and look at them, what happened in their future. It's so simple. You don't need stethoscope to be able to tell that people who drink alcohol have liver issues, kidney issues, cancer issues, and they die early. People who don't drink alcohol, they stay longer and they are around for long. It's so simple. You don't need anybody to motivate you. And Please don't go for counseling based on this. Stop. See the future and decide what to do. I've seen the future of people who serve the Lord. I've seen the future of people who are dedicated to the things of God. I've seen the future of people who love the things of God and serve faithfully. And I want to be part of that future. That's my decision. I don't know about you, but I encourage you to be somebody whose heart will be for the Lord and who will serve the Lord faithfully in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray. Father, grant me the grace to serve you faithfully. Grant me the grace to serve you faithfully. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast, and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed. To clear my day.